Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, Barbie did big bucks over the weekend. Barbie uh, took in, it was number one, I think $155 million. They say by the time Barbie's done worldwide, it could actually make a billion dollars, $1 billion. And if you're a parent and, uh, you know, your daughters have girls or, or your, your daughter has Barbies, uh, you know, $1 billion is the number of twisty ties that are on the Barbie dolls that uh, you got to untwist before <laughs> you can play with Barbie. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget that super hard plasticky thing that you can only get off with the world's sharpest scissors. True. And if they've never noticed, they make those things to cut through those plastic things, and they put them inside one of those plastic yeah. things. <laughs> I literally bought one of those, and I'm like, it came inside one of these packages. <laughs> well, Barbie is the world's top-selling doll. Number two on the list? Is Elsa? Oh, gotta be kidding! Wow, yeah, I love Elsa. Yeah. That's relatively new. Yeah, but uh, they say Barbie. Uh, of course, uh, Mattel sells thousands of Barbie dolls every hour. Mm. Uh, so Mattel's making a lot of money off Barbie, apparently. And most in, most influential toys of all time. Number one is not Barbie. Number slinky. One, no, it's not Slinky. <laughs> Lego is number one. It's the world's biggest toy company. And they make uh, the most money. Barbie, number two on the list, and then G.I. Joe. Wow. And they say, oh, men are always get everything. Look at that. Barbie's beating G.I. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, Barbie, I tell you, you know what? She's a terrible employee, if you think about it, because she first appeared in 1959. And just how many jobs has she had over the years? Like she, she can't keep a job. If you break it down and do the math, she lasts approximately about four months in each job that she has. Hey, she's doing better than a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you think about some of the uh, jobs that Barbie has had. You know, I think about the doctor Barbie, you know, if she is, you know, like a general practitioner Barbie. And if she is checking out Ken and he's going in to do his turn your head and cough thing, does she like, oh, we got a little problem here. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> you coughed too hard already, Ken. <laughs> now, didn't that doctor's outfit look like it belonged on a pole somewhere? In a I club? don't know. I don't what? know. 
Wasn't it a skimpy doctor's outfit? Yeah, yeah no. that was, that was uh, stripper Barbie, but <laughs> hey. Yeah. Well, and according to a survey by dads, they say it hurts when you step on a tiny plastic Barbie shoe. <laughs> not as much as Legos, though. No, not as much as Legos, that's true. And Barbie dolls make a great back scratcher, just to let you know. <laughs> you know her shoes are kind of rubbery. It's her foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you step on a bare foot of That's Barbie. why she's such a good back scratcher. Yeah. <laughs> I love with the Barbie movie, though, when she steps out of her shoes and her feet are still up in the yeah. <laughs> you saw it's, it it's almost like she's no i did you not see the, the movie theater, i saw the trailer uh-huh. i saw the trailer i didn't see that okay you know barbie's official name barbara millicent yeah that, that's right tom it's <laughs> barbie millicent Mil, millicent roberts and mm. she's from willows wisconsin dang yeah and ken debuted in 1959 where's he you know. from uh, I don't know where he's from. Wow, he just yeah. looked drifter showed up. But nearly a billion <laughs> fashions have been produced for Barbie and her pals over the years. You think about all the clothes and stuff for Barbie. They, they, that's where the girls, they start right there. They train early and buy all the fashion. And then when they get yep. you know, older, they go ahead and do that at home. And then they get tags uh, in the closet of clothes they haven't worn. Well, yeah, because all of her jobs, so you got all the professional looks, and then you got the nighttime look, yeah. and then all that. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. my Barbie was, she had, her dream house was full of clothes, yeah. every single floor of and it. You notice how they dress Ken. It's no wonder they're trying to dress us so bad. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. women grow up dressing Ken the way he is. Well, let's face it, <laughs> Ken just came with some red jogging pants or swimsuit, the first Ken did. Really? Not that I had one. <laughs> I did have a can, just to let you guys know. Well, he's like all other guys. You hardly do laundry. You yeah. just put the same clothes on you wore yesterday. <laughs> it's okay. Barbie cost $3 when she debuted. How much is she now? I think like 20 something like that. That's all? from 15 to 20 Depends on which one you get. Well, they get yeah. very expensive. I got a niece with a birthday coming up, and they get pricey. Mm-hmm. Very pricey. Well, wow. with all these jobs that she's had, over the years we've had some fun because we have our toys crank call you know, every year where Thelma calls and asks for some unusual Barbies. And I thought, you know, it would be kind of cool to see some realistic Barbies out there. We've had, uh, I know, the Binge and Purge Barbie. You remember that one that we had? Mm-hmm. It would be kind of fun to see her. I was her in college. <laughs> okay. You have, uh, we had the uh, Hot Flash Barbie and Confused Ken. <laughs> Millennial Barbie with Avocado Toast Cafe play sets. <laughs> Did we have that one? Yoga Retreat Barbie with bendable yoga poses. Okay. Well, we had Botox Barbie and Plastic Surgeon Ken that year. <laughs> Basic white girl Barbie with pumpkin spice latte. Wow, I've not seen that one, Tom. Mm -hmm. One of the newer ones, also influencer Barbie with selfie stick. Oh, really? At a Miranda Lambert concert. (laughs) Oh, snap. What about quarantine Barbie? She comes with toilet paper, overgrown roots, and a bread-making kit. Aww. Because that was made during quarantine. Uh, Get those extra pounds. You know, (laughs) Well, I, I think that would be good to see a facial hair Barbie. Or like leg hair Barbie and razor not included. Because, you know, it's like they train the girls to buy the clothes. They could also train them to shave that one mole on Barbie that has the big stray hair. Razor sold separately. Mm -hmm. Extreme couponer Barbie. Who's that? Extreme couponer. Okay. Like she does the couponing. I got Bath and Body Works Barbie. Okay. Oh, she she's going out of business. <laughs> no, she works Bath and Body Works. She works there. Oh, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm Bed Bath and I'm Beyond. Th- yeah, I'm thinking about Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cat Lady Barbie with ten cats litter box not included. <laughs> that's good. How about Big Butt Barbies? Sweatpants and Crocs sold separately. Gross. Kind of, or or Big Lots Barbie. 
<laughs> Dollar Tree Barbie. There you go. I'd like to see that one. Reality TV star Barbie would be good. I'm ready to meet the happy hour Barbie. Okay, here's one for Tom, IBS Barbie. <laughs> and diapers sold separately. Yeah. Or like you, you bend her arm and it makes... Like, you know how the little babies pee? Like the dolls? I, I know, Tom. We don't wow. need to go that too far. How about last call Barbie with beer goggle Ken? <laughs> <laughs> She's missing one shoe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, any more out there? Toothless Barbie. I've not seen that yet. It'd be kind of funny to see Barbie with, the, you know, a couple of teeth missing. They're going to make Bud Light Barbie, but she was canceled. Oh, yeah. White Claw. uh, Colorado Barbie with Cannabis Ken. (laughs) TikTok Challenge Barbie. Uh, TikTok Dance Challenge Barbie. I like that one. It's not bad. It's keeping up with the times. It's realistic. Yeah, I could see that one selling. Oh, what about Zoom Call Barbie? She's professional until the waist down, and then she's in basketball shorts and slides. Oh, really? Not not the way Tom did. Me either. Tom had, (laughs) had cousins, and he would take the clothes off Barbie. I mean, you're kind yeah. of curious, you know. You know what? I was really disappointing Ken. I thought you meant the Zoom calls. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dressed below yeah. the waist either. No, I'm dealing with cousin. Thought of the perfect one, very realistic. How about Funeral Barbie? Casket sold separately. Casket Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had enough of him. <laughs> she gets the house. Oh. Hawk and Tom on B93.7. So, out this weekend, you mentioned Barbie, Mm -hmm. also the movie Oppenheimer, Mm -hmm. and that, of course, is receiving a lot of recognition, partly because of the history of the film, it's interesting, but most people don't care about history. Uh Uh-uh, I made a D, and what what is it really about? I've watched the the preview, and I don't get it. I don't get what it's about. It's about the building of the first atomic bomb. I mean, honestly, this guy changed the direction of the whole world. Well, he did, but it would have gotten done regardless. He was just the guy who was in front. I thought Barbie would be more fun. Okay. Yeah. She she changed the direction of the whole world, too. Yeah. Just a different way. Different way, yes. And, yeah, you know, it takes all types, Kato. There's always the dumb, boring people that make things like cell phones for us, too, that we got to have out there. Yeah, Kato. Um, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. You're a downer, Kato. I don't give what you're talking about. But, um, I quit listening. One of the reasons that this movie has gotten so much attention is because Christopher Nolan is directing it. And he has quite a line of very good films behind him, going back to Batman Returns. Yeah. Uh, he is probably more known recently for Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also, I saw like Matt Damon was going through marriage counseling uh, with his now wife, and I forget who it is, but he said, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to take a break from movie making unless Christopher Nolan calls. Okay. And he actually called him for this movie. And so they were going to marriage counseling. He's going to take some time off and to save his marriage. Anyway. I like how Matt Damon says that, like he's being called daily to do a movie. Well, I think he is. He's, he's Jason Moore, for goodness sake. Well, it's funny you mention him because this is an interesting side note that I read today. Matt Damon missed out on a $250 million payday by passing on the original Avatar. Really? They were going to wow. have him do the part of that guy that looks just like him. And um, he was going to play the main character, yeah. I guess. And as a result of that, uh, he was doing the Bourne movies, Jason Bourne movies mm-hmm. at the time. Which- and so they were like, you know, he said, I got to stay to these guys. I've, I'm committed to these movies. 
but he would have gotten a cut of the overall box office on Avatar, which would have earned him $250 million. Yeah, but I love the Bourne series. Yeah, Those are really good movies. Better than Avatar was to me. Now, uh, <laughs> Matt Damon said he thinks that's the most an actor's ever turned away, but that's not true. Sean Connery turned down the role of Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, which Ooh, would have oh. also had a percentage involved, and it would have put $450 million in his pocket. The bad thing about those roles is those guys all die not long afterwards. Yeah. When you're playing the old wizard, you ain't going to be around that long. Well, true. Yeah. Good point. (laughs) Good point. Okay. But getting back to Oppenheimer, this is kind of interesting. So now that Cato knows that this was about the actual blowing up and first test ever of the atomic bomb. Right. They blew up an atomic bomb for the movie, but they couldn't do a real atomic bomb. Why, Tom? So you think they would turn to CGI. (laughs) Right. But Christopher Nolan doesn't like CGI at all. In fact, in the movie Tenet, instead of blowing up a CGI or miniature 747, he blew up a real 747 for that movie. So I'm going to watch that movie just to see that now. How many takes do you get when you're doing that? One. Well, but you got a bunch of cameras set <laughs> yeah, up you do. when you do that. So, but um, they, they say he gets tons of money, though. Yeah, he had uh, $200 million yeah. dollar budget for yeah. Tenet. Yeah. So that basically let him get away with a lot, including blowing up an actual airplane. If I were a director, that's what I would do, too. I don't want to do CGI. Let's blow stuff up. You know, and if I need, like, a video of atomic bomb, I'd just follow Tom around for a few days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that smoke. Yeah. Okay, so... No, th- that's for a crop dusting film. Never mind. <laughs> Something that's interesting, too, is for a film this expensive, this widely anticipated... Mm-hmm. There's a huge historical error in the movie. Uh-oh, tell us. So the movie is set in 1945 as they are racing to build the first atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene, several scenes, where people are in the streets waving American flags with 50 stars on them. But in 1945, there were only 48 states. Oh, good we one. We didn't get Alaska till the 60s, so it should not have had 40 or 50 stars, it should have had 48 stars in 1948, and they did not catch that. You know what? Honestly, though, who would? You know, because I'm like, who's the guy going, look at that, that, how many stars are on that flag? Can I get the theater to pause this movie breath on that flag so I can yeah. count them real quick? Well, and it's like, it's like a lot of times you'll re- be reading a book, and you'll see like an error, like they'll print two words right beside each other yep. that shouldn't be in there. I'm like, who? Who let that one you slip in through the cracks? Imagine being the person beside the smart person who caught it, and they're like, that flag is wrong. And you're like, uh, for sure it is. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to make sure you saw that. Good That's catch. Right. <laughs> but there's a person who's paid just to do that in movies. When you yeah, do a movie right. set in 1945, there are people whose jobs is to make sure all the props are 1945. Well, it's like they had that Starbucks cup in the Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. the other day. Yeah. Yeah. That That's a little different, but yes. <laughs> kind of funny. This person bought the wrong flags for their movie. I yeah. mean, they didn't even do the right thing. Who cares? Well, obviously some people do, Kato. I mean, it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be a historically accurate movie. Um, I'm curious to know more about how they blew up the airplane, too. The the atomic bomb in the movie Oppenheimer, they did with basically a giant aquarium filled with liquid, and they had um, those kind of metallic balloons like we have still stuck in our studio here. Oh, like from birthday parties? Right, with lights inside of them, and then they would pour silver, I think nitrite in there, which caused the, the water to boil up into a cloudy look, 
and they did all these special effects instead of CGI, and apparently it turned out very realistic. Well, it's Tom, the science guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, um... So it was it like a miniature atom bomb? Is that what it was? Well, it wasn't really an atomic bomb. Bomb, but yeah. yes, it was yeah. a miniature. But they also used this biggest aquarium they could, and they said they moved the cameras closer to it to make it look bigger. So they have all kinds of tricks at their disposal. And what are you doing, Tori? You're thinking of something dirty right now. <laughs> what? I can tell when she's thinking dirty things. Uh, no, I just, I was thinking Adam About or the last the, time you were on a dating site. <gasps> no, mm-hmm. never. Snap. I was laughing Snapchat. about the Adam in the, in the Atomic. Was it Tom's or was it Adam's bomb? Who's, whose was it? Like, Let yeah. me see your Snapchat. <laughs> Honestly. Right, she's been doing dirty no. things. She laughed when I said I'm it looks closer and makes it look bigger. Y'all know so I don't like Snapchat. Is, there was nothing coming out of her mouth, and she, it was almost like I thought she was in a com- comedy like, uh, show. I was, like, doing, <laughs> I was doing that seal laugh where your whole body is shaking yeah. and nothing's coming out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Adam's bomb. Uh, was it? Was it? How did that work? Was it a big bomb? <laughs> she is really. Trying. You don't care. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> she's thinking about the Barbie movie. <laughs> I <don't> think so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, well, he does not like G- using CGI, so he right. finds other tricks. Also, by the way, I heard that one of the best, uh, like uh, Iron Man's performances ever, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. They say they're saying it's one of his best performances ever. If you've not seen this movie. And he said it was like the best movie he had ever been a part of, which I, for me, I was like, what about all the Marvel <laughs> yeah, stuff you've done? Man. Yeah, Come those, on. Yeah. those aren't like great movies. They're great entertainment devices. Oh. Okay. I, I think especially from the actor's point of view. Those guys do those Marvel movies in a green screen. There ain't nothing around them but green. That's true. But that, I mean, you've got to really act when, you know, you're getting beat up by the Hulk and he's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, how do they do the green screen when the Hulk's in the room? Because he's green. Uh, Just his pants show up. We got it. <laughs> Hawk and Tom on B93.7. You know, Tom and I were just talking about having teenagers uh, while the songs were playing. Wow, that's quick. You know, what do you mean? <laughs> having them while the song's playing? No, 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 no. <laughs> we rushed it. Yeah. <laughs> Big time rush. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I, I got it. There. Okay. So it's kind of funny, and I envy, I, I think, some of you empty nesters out there because it's just starting with the teenage years for us. And I know it's interesting that, I guess, Teenagers think they know it all. I mean, they've got it all figured out, and you go to them, and they, I've got it. I'm already, I'm good. So do coworkers talk. <laughs> you know, I always wondered whether or not it was just teenage boys, yeah. but I think it's girls, too, Yeah, because mm-hmm. my daughter seems to have pretty much figured out everything, too. Yeah, and of course, you know, you go everywhere. There's all kinds of research online to get your advice, and of course, there's that unsolicited advice that people want to give you when you're going through, you know, parenting advice that they want to give you. When you have your kids, I mean, you know, even it starts right when you bring the baby home. Oh, yeah. Your mom or anybody around you has some advice for you. And they scare you to death, too. Like, you know, it's going to be the worst thing in the world. Well, my experience is the best advice came from people who didn't have children. They really knew what they were talking about. You're welcome, Tom. There you go. A new survey found the most common people who dish out terrible, unsolicited parenting advice for you. Okay. All right. So, your mama... Your own mama, 12% said that, number four on the list. I'm surprised because, I mean, my parents, uh, it was sometimes annoying, but they usually had decent advice. I mean, they I I agree, yeah. I think it depends on your childhood, definitely. Probably. Some people have bad parents. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, next on the list, number three said uh, a random stranger is going to give you some advice. 
gotten that in grocery stores you're at church or whatever you're just you know you're holding your baby or whatever hey let me tell you something uh you know enjoy your time right now because when they turn teenagers (laughs) and you're like i didn't want to know that and it's always when you're struggling with you got a baby on the hip you got another one in the stroller you got this one grabbing stuff off the shelf and everything it's like i don't have time for this woman Uh i can't right now yeah you just want to spank them in the store (laughs) and then somebody comes up why are you spanking your kids she's (laughs) like you know how i deal with that don't you i'm like i got time listening to you Well, I was spanking my daughter once in uh, the mall, and if someone had come up and told me, you know, their opinion about it, I would have said, you want to get in line? Yeah. I'll be happy <laughs> to take you on next. Okay, and then they say, uh, it's most likely to give parenting advice, terrible parenting advice. Number two on the list, you want to take a stab at it? Your in-laws. Your mother-in-law. <laughs> Tom knew that one, didn't he? Well, it's like your parents, but worse. <laughs> Because you can't really say as it's like you can tell your mom, mom, cut me some slack yeah, here. Yeah. But your in laws, you just gotta sit there and grin and hope they die. Oh no! No, no, I'm, I don't know where that came from. A lot of times, though, you know, especially when you're around your in laws or your mom or whatever, that's when your kids want to act out, especially when they're younger. And I'm like, come on, you know, they're gonna be judging me over here. I don't need that. I don't want that. You know what? I, I wouldn't let you get away with that. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but grandparents spoil the grandkids. Well, they do. I mean, that's what yeah. their job is. Yeah, it is. That's why it's tough too if you're an older parent because you start to fall into grandparent mode, mm-hmm. and kids need a parent. Mm-hmm. Okay. A grandparent is too easy on them. So, survey found the most common people who dish out terrible, unsolicited parenting advice. Number one answer: DJs. <laughs> we have given some great advice just in this conversation no we have given out some good advice we got a lot of researchers and people that help us out so we we give a good advice i think yeah. parenting advice but the problem with giving any advice is everyone's got their own unique situation exactly every kid's different That's so what well, your advice might not work for my kid yeah but you I, ruin your kids the way you yeah. want to and i'll ruin mine the way i want to so what's number one number one random family members 25 percent oh. said that it's like you got uncle bud over here just giving some unsolicited advice or, okay i've done that <laughs> <laughs> i have my friends and their kids i'm like hey about think about doing this okay how about your <laughs> sisters suggestions or you know your your nieces and nephews at a family function you're like i wouldn't let them get away with that uh yeah i've done that too uh-huh. it's like you know, you, you say you're going to discipline them and, you know, put them on restriction or whatever or take their phone away, and then they have it right back because you don't follow through <laughs> with the way you're smart. Yeah. So, but, 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 listen, as a parent speaking, sometimes you just need a little peace and quiet. It's like, yeah. <laughs> here's, your, here's your iPad back. You win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to agree with Kato, though. Yeah. If you say something sure. to them and don't stick to it, yeah. then Kato's right. Yeah. Because okay. that's you're messing that up. Yeah. Now, if it's you weren't going to take it away to begin with, that's your call as a parent. But if you go, I'm taking that away if you do this, and they do it, and you don't take it away, you mm-hmm. have just taught them that you don't stand behind what you yeah. say. And then they start screaming, and you're like, oh, my gosh. All right, all right, all right. Take it back. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have kids. Uh, you know what's funny is we, I've got a niece, and sometimes yeah. we have punished her in certain situations when her, her parents weren't around. Yeah. And so then the mom will get, you know, my sister-in-law, she'll be like, why did you make her stand in the corner for five minutes today? Oh, wow. And you're like, because she did this and this and this. Well, I'm sure she had a good reason. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, you guys have told us that we can, you know, discipline yeah, if yeah, we need they to. Just so just say that. They don't mean it. But I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think standing in the corner for five minutes was that bad a punishment anyway. No. You don't have to tell me I have permission. I'm going to discipline a yes. child I'm keeping. Now, I won't spank 
a child. I don't have the heart to spank, but I'll put them in the corner. I'll be honest. You know what? I wish somebody put me in the corner sometimes. Kids, don't talk to me. I'm I'm in the corner right now. (laughs) Tell them that. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? When it comes to getting parenting advice, and especially in those teenage years, we have a quarter after laughter with you with Jeff Allen. I don't even know why they go to school at 15. Is there anything a 15-year-old doesn't already know? Come on, parents, admit it. You've never said anything to your 15-year-old where he looked at you and went, Wow! I didn't know that! I make stuff up and my 15-year-old goes, Yeah! I'm ready to call NASA and let him know what I got living with me. No, you didn't hear me. I said the kid knows everything. And you might want to pick him up. I'm ready to send him to the moon without a suit. <laughs> That's funny stuff. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, let's move on to what we're supposed to talk about here. I have something scheduled. And this has kind of got me upset because I feel like it's another case of the intelligent people and even the average people having to dumb down their lives for the stupid people. And we appreciate you for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean by that. I don't trust you. <laughs> it means I'm the one that you need to dumb down. So. I want my Great. life to be easier, too. Yeah, please. <laughs> just give me instructions and point me in the right direction. I'll, I'll just quit listening if you don't dumb it down enough for me. <laughs> okay, well, it's not about listening, Cato. It's what? about doing things. Uh, they're saying that warning labels are on every product these days. And now the lawyers say, you know, people are desensitized to warning labels. That's not good enough anymore. Uh-huh. So now you could have a warning label that says, do not put your feet in this wood chipper. And if someone puts their feet in the wood chipper, they're going to be like, I didn't read that warning label. And it'll be your fault. I don't think it's that as much it is the attitudes of people these days like you're not going to tell me what to do mm-hmm. you know yeah. type of attitude yeah I, I bought this this is mine i can put my foot under that lawnmower <laughs> blade if i want to he's got a point yeah okay. well <laughs> yeah. they say that virtually everything every product has a long write-up with red lettering talking about how <laughs> dangerous it is and it wasn't always this way there were very few warning labels until the 1960s when they started putting them on cigarettes mm. Then other products began doing it, too. And now it went really crazy during the 90s when people started filing lawsuits. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Right. Lawyers, mm-hmm. as I always say. No, the lawsuits. Well, lawyers yeah. file lawsuits. They don't exist okay. in a vacuum. I, there's some. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that again. now researchers are worried that we're so desensitized that no one ever reads or even notices warning labels anymore. So they're basically pointless. Now, I would say, oh, good. Well, let's take them off then. Obviously, they're not doing anything, so let's just get rid of them. But that's not what the experts said. They say that now companies can no longer rely on people reading through the warnings. They need to redesign the products to make them safer for consumers who can't be bothered to read the warning. (laughs) Like, for example... To start a lawnmower, you might have to push a lever and pull a button or pull a button and push a lever, whichever you prefer. It's hard enough for me to start that already. Right. <laughs> but to start the lawnmower, they're going to make it harder for us rather than just being able to turn a key. 
to make it safer. Ain't nothing a zip tie won't handle. That little bar yeah. you have to pull up to crank it. There you go, kid. <laughs> zip tie on there. tell you what to do, are they? they it's my lawnmower. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work anymore, but I still got it. Well, I think it's just a greedy society because you got the bad people out there who yeah. they say they didn't read it, even though they did read it. But in court, they're going to lie and say, I didn't read that and going to try to get some money out of somebody. Didn't someone sue Red Bull because it didn't give them wings? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if yeah. that is an actual case, nothing's off the table. Mm-hmm. That's the part that's worrisome. First of all, you do have all lawyers are evil, and if they didn't have any more lawyers, life would get better. Oh, my. The, the, that's not an uncommon view. Well, I, A lot I, of people feel that I, way. I understand. But There's like 10 of us. Okay, but <laughs> it's not every lawyer. There's some good ones no, out there. No, you're right. 99% <gasps> of lawyers that are bad make the other 1% yeah. look bad. But the ones that I <laughs> had to hire over the years, they're the best. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. I realize you would lose a few good people, but overall, that would be a net win for humanity. Because none of this stuff would go on, and we wouldn't be bogged down by it. Isn't it too early for an existential crisis? I don't have an existential, whatever you said. (laughs) It's the lawyers should have one. So here's the thing. Now, instead of us being able to go out and mow our lawn, because we're intelligent enough not to stick our feet under the blades, we got to do extra buttons and levers because there's one or two idiots. Mm -hmm. Everything is designed to bring the world to a safe level for idiots which is a bad thing for humanity anyway. The whole idea of making humanity better was to weed out the idiots over time so there was less idiots reproducing. We're doing the opposite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. But you know what? It's pretty soon it's going to be when you buy the product, they're going to make you sign all these papers. Oh, so it makes you, you've read everything. And no one will believe that. It's just like those things with software now. No one thinks you really read that. Yeah, Mm-mm. just like that. I'm going to skip right over it and sign it. Okay. So I, I, that won't count anymore. I, um, I read all the directions for everything I buy. I mean, <laughs> every step of directions. And mm-hmm. when I get to the warning section... I stop. Okay, you skip that part. I don't read okay. them either. Right. I don't read the, but I kind of know not to put my foot under a lawnmower. Yeah. Or yeah. shower with my dryer. But what about those people who don't, Cato? I don't think I know any. I think mine started in elementary school when I got to those math word problems. All right, Tom, maybe I'm no one. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just take a stab at this answer here. <laughs> read. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 